Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about Cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really want to harp on the Cozy experience itself. Because not only is the delivery fast and free, but the purchasing process itself is actually fun. As someone who is notoriously bad at making decisions and commitments to things, the fact that Cozy allows me to fully customize pieces and to then physically see them in my space through an augmented reality, well, they fully eliminated my fear of commitment. And when I say the furniture itself is so elegant, I mean it. Everything is carefully designed in Canada with the intention to enhance any space with high-quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. But I think it's equally as important to know what you do with that time if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful, loving people, including a couple of really great therapists, to get me there. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe BetterHelp is the right thing for you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. This is a reminder that we can't self-care our way out of systemic problems, but we can minimize the effects of those problems once we start to recognize how they're taking place. The system we all know and have become accustomed to works to dehumanize ourselves and others so that we must outsource temporary salves that help us cope with the symptoms but don't rectify the system. So if you are feeling particularly low, that's by design, and we can work together to become more self-aware so that when we find ourselves falling into those patterns that create more of that internal disenfranchisement or dehumanization or general emptiness and begin to lean into the more natural state of homeostasis that we all deserve to rest in, and be able to escape to, to find peace and solitude within. But it starts with self-awareness. You need to become aware of your present moment. And I mean that in every sense of the word. 
do a little reflecting on your external circumstances and do a little reflecting on your internal dialogue and emotional state. And from there, you can start to recognize where things are going off the rails. And a lot of the time, you'll find that the negative self-talk and your relationship with your internal dialogue is actually the root of more problems than you once suspected. Because as we know, life is hard, the world sucks, but we can't make it worse on ourselves by dwelling or shit-talking or veering towards the negative. But negative confirmation bias is so fucking prevalent that I can't stress enough how important it is to catch those negative thoughts and attempt to create distance between your identity and those thoughts. This isn't to say you can't have negative thoughts and be a great person. It's more to say that thoughts are just that. Thoughts. Just because you thought it doesn't make it true. So next time you're kicking your own ass and cursing yourself out for being such a lazy piece of shit and not being able to stay up on the shit that everyone else is capable of, yada yada yada, practice accepting that emotion and that feeling as valid and then releasing it. Because you are not a piece of shit, no matter how little or much you get done. But if we want to become someone who can self-regulate our own emotions and feelings, then we must first become more self-aware. And a lot of the research I've done on self-awareness and self-regulation comes back to grounding and staying present in the moment. Future thinking can lead to a lot of anxiety, and past thinking can lead us to a lot of regretful thoughts and shame, whereas a conscious relationship with the present moment and becoming grounded in your feelings now and what you can adjust to and accommodate to can profoundly improve our relationship with that moment and with our feelings about it. Becoming regulated is a practice but reminding yourself that you don't have to be defensive about the what ifs and you don't have to be so stressed about the what has because nothing matters more than the current moment you're in. I am here now. You are here now. Centering yourself in this moment is a beautiful practice that can help you with self-regulation and feeling stressed overall. And this isn't to say you can't plan anything or be prepared for the next day, but it is to say if you are getting caught up in the cycle of fear, anxiety, shame, and overwhelm, then maybe planning isn't actually what you're doing. And there might be better ways to go about preparing those things so it's actually effective and making you feel less stressed about the things, whether that means onboarding more help, or consciously minimizing your own interaction with it, and recognizing that not everything will fall apart if it wasn't planned perfectly. In fact, some things will go more smoothly because you weren't stressed about all of the ways they could have gone wrong, and instead, you just enjoyed your experience with it. Again, this is not applicable to every situation, but as a person who is often responsible for the invisible labor of planning... Packing, preparing, and working out the details. I also know that I am first to go overboard with those things, and with the overwork that I feel goes underappreciated, I become resentful. And that doesn't help my relationship with those around me or my relationship with whatever event I was planning. And on Instagram, a person called Caitlin Greermeister put up an incredible document that I found was so insightful for myself. 
but also kind of fit into this theme. So I want to share it now and then tie it all together. But she's a teacher and she wrote that every activity we do requires four stages. The planning, such as planning the meals and buying groceries. The second stage is setup, such as putting away, washing, and preparing those groceries. The third is doing the task, such as cooking those groceries. And the fourth and final stage is cleaning and resetting. But the most valuable point made on this chart was the final note. But she said, if you haven't participated in all four stages, someone else is doing work on your behalf. And as a woman who has done all four stages my entire life, I couldn't tell you how important hearing this perspective was to me and how much I had been letting exes, roommates, friends, family, and loved ones get away with not actually helping me with shared tasks or shared responsibilities. And so if you have been the person who is responsible for planning, preparing, doing, and cleaning every single time a new task arises, it's no fucking wonder you're tired. Recognize where you could use help and where other people are capable of helping and just see if asking for helps in certain areas of those four steps can minimize the impact of those areas on you, especially when it comes to things that should be more shared tasks. Because before the fucking nuclear family and the individualistic lifestyle of capitalism started becoming popular in the 50s, living life was always meant to be a community project. And because we've been brainwashed into thinking we're supposed to have it all together and do every bit by ourselves, we take it so personally instead of letting that information empower us to more intentionally seek out help and turn those traditional roles on their fucking head. Anyway, you can tell I've been thinking about survival mode a lot because I've been in it and I'm really trying not to be down on myself, but as with any practice, it's easier said than done, but I do appreciate every bit of support I've had on the way and I wouldn't be here if it weren't for it. So I need to shout out that so I can create more of that consciously for myself moving forward. Anyway, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye cutie.